May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. This episode of May the Life Force Be With You is brought to you by Moment Company and The Moment Pebble. The Moment Pebble is a beautiful, natural stone, light-guided breathing device and is a unique gift for someone who needs that gentle reminder to stop and take a break, to take moments throughout their busy day and to practice mindfulness. Just head over to momentcompany.co, that's momentcompany.co and enter the code LIFEFORCE at checkout to receive an exclusive 10% podcast discount. Hi. Uh, how 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 are we this morning? I'm Fiona. In case anybody doesn't doesn't know, this is new to the And um, hi, Karila. Hi. Yeah, I'm I'm landing. It's been quite a few weeks, I have to say. Um, so I, I would say in the last week, I've been like quite out of my body, and so I'm landing in now. And when you land back in after not being in your body, it's like, oh, I can feel my body now. <laughs> I can feel the like stress. It's funny that you use you're using the words landed and and arrived. <laughs> because I'm about to take off you um, are and so I feel like I'm having a bit of an outer body life <laughs> an out of life experience this week because um I I'm about to spend the winter um with loved ones that are very dear to me in Australia um and it feels quite strange to be leaving the traditions and the festiveness of this time of year because we're recording this just before Christmas um it feels like a real departure to be doing something very different to everybody else I feel like I'm out of sync with everybody else and what they're planning over the next few weeks Mm -hmm. and I'm planning something completely different so it's interesting that you you feel like you've just landed and I feel like I'm just taking off but what I wanted to ask you is when you when you say you feel out of your body what does that actually mean for you and how might people go oh yeah that's how I feel I just didn't think of it I just thought that was stress or I just thought that was how how things are like what 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 does out of your body mean for you you know I mean it was it's been a really really huge eight days <laughs> for me um there's no there's no like eclipse windows or isn't there something in retrograde right uh, there's, al- there's always some astrology but like for me this is more a personal pilgrimage um it's funny actually because our episode uh, about the mountains was recently released and i'm on to the next like when i was talking about the mountains i was talking about mount shasta <laughs> And I'm on to the next mountain, which is Mount Sinai in Egypt. And the same pilgrimage is happening. Um, But this one, you know, as I was saying in in, uh, Climb Every Mountain, there there does seem to be this passage with mountains. And for me, the passage seems to be about facing my greatest fears ever. 
And what's happened in terms of this mountain is that I had a whole trip to Egypt, 16 days of ceremony and lamb work and sacred sites of Egypt organized. And normally when I, you know, normally when I organize trips, I do it all myself. It's just that Egypt is almost impossible to do that because of tourist tax and police. And it's just, you you kind of have to go through somebody Egyptian, especially as a woman. And so already I was finding it hard because it's out of my comfort zone to hand that much control of the trip over to somebody else. I was working with somebody that was recommended and he, you know, last week, <laughs> last week he he said I that a load of stuff that was included wasn't included. And so he basically added five thousand pounds onto the cost yeah. of the trip. And the thing is, is the money is one thing. But because I used to work in tourism, I have been so thorough with this man because I know the mistakes that happen. And he has directly lied to me in our contact over this year. So he has said, um, you know, I've been like, is this included? And he said, yes. And then last week we're in this uh, conversation where I'm like presenting to him that this, that he said this and he's just denying it. And I'm like, I can't work with somebody that is is like this. Like, I can't spend 16 days with somebody that's like this. I can't. I can't put my group in the hands of somebody I don't trust. And energetically, me and him, you know, my trips tend to like really bring up uh, people's stuff to work on. And if he can't hold his own shadow, it's going to go wrong. And so with a month to go, with a month to go, and people with flights booked from as far away as Japan, I went from having a complete tour to having no tour because he was organizing everything. And my nervous system just reacted <laughs> my no, my, so on one level I had this mountain I can see the big picture I can understand the pilgrimage wide higher self understanding the energy the karma the dharma all of it view and then my personality self had a breakdown and <laughs> my personality self for for days it was like it was like there was so much energy moving through my nervous system that it was keeping me up at night that that's the best way i can describe it so much cortisol and adrenaline mm-hmm. and energy and and to the point that i wasn't in my body like i noticed that i'd like stopped drinking water i'd gone into such survival mode that i'd stopped remembering to eat stopped remembering to drink water i was just high on cortisol and adrenaline and survival mode but the crazy thing is and i only thought about that this morning is that you know that's my habitual response 
is to go into trauma response survival mode. And cortisol and adrenaline's got me quite far in life, I have to say. Like I've done a lot on the edge and it's helped me quite a lot. <laughs> it's got a lot done. This is so big. Like the work is so big. The problem is so big. And you know, the power is not with me. So so the cortisol and adrenaline wasn't working. Like there was nothing I could do with it. Like all I can do, I was recommended another company. This other company said they could sort it out and then just stop getting back to me. So once again, you know, I built up this cortisol and adrenaline again. And once again, like there was nowhere for me to go. There was nothing I could do. Uh, and now we're on third time lucky. Hopefully this woman can help. We will see a lot of the people that have been tuning in for me are like, you're not going to know until the final hour. This is this is your passage and you're going to have to surrender. I was just going to say that. Like, is this part of the mountain knowing that you're coming? Is this part of what you are helping others through in this 16 day of ceremony? You know, when I when I when when I did ayahuasca, they, the the team I work with there, the group that I work with said, you know, it knows that you're coming. And for like two weeks before I felt sick, I got COVID, like there was just like all these things, like my it's almost like my my body, my mind knew that I was was about to do this ceremony. And so it started to test me way ahead of time. And because you do such a lot of ceremonial work, I, w- I wonder if there's something in that thought process that then triggers a sensitivity to, to what's you are, going You are so right. You know, a, a journey always begins way, way before you're actually there. The The journey to the journey is, mm-hmm. for me, probably more important. Yeah. It's almost like helps you with the intention. It helps you with the lesson. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, this shit. I've just ready for it. Yeah. You're ready for it. And, you, you know, like, <laughs> in a way, especially with land, there is this with land and especially with mountains or this is my personal experience it's like you only get access if you can pass pass the the so if you can come with a totally pure heart and uh, you know, the, there's been so much guidance. I mean, like it's nuts. I was I was connecting into the temple of Isis the day before, and and past life stuff in the temple of Isis, and then this all kicked off. So, like, literally, the the kind of channeled, higher view, magical side of this is magic. It's even magic that the new woman that's doing the tour. So. This tour has got a real theme about gold running through it. And the new woman that has taken over the tour has moved our end of the tour from Sharm El Sheikh, which is like tourist hat, but it was near Mount Sinai, which is the mountain we need to go to, to Dahab. And Dahab is a, the Egyptian word for gold. So like there is magic. <laughs> like there is magic starting to happen, but... But, 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 the passage is, in a way, 
I feel like you cannot you 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 don't get to meet the the reward is in the journey mm-hmm. so so when you're ready is when the actual journey becomes available the actual result of the journey becomes available and this is me getting ready to meet that mountain and take other people through that mountain and the the energetics of it and until my energy can resonate we could visit the mountain but we can't actually meet the mountain we can't actually feel the mountain it's the same with the ayahuasca or the medicines it's like until you have done what you need to do you can't actually meet something you can't actually participate with something until you're in resonance I mean I we we obviously do a lot of work professionally and personally around around you know some tough self-reflection self-development some might call it how how do we make this conversation feel accessible to people that perhaps haven't done the journeying so when when you were talking there about um about knowing that you're coming I I reflect on my 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 like physical competition my physical training that I've done this year and it was so funny that like two weeks away from the competition everybody seemed like they got injured they got sick they had to slow down and there's like a natural taper that you need to do and there's something about you know conserving the energy in your legs and and like you know overcoming that thought of oh gosh can I am I going to be fit enough can I do it and it was so interesting that like 75% 75% of the people that I trained with had some kind of niggle like where there was that doubt of can I actually do this but everybody was able to do it and so I wonder you know there's there's maybe that's our body and mind getting us ready to slow down sending us that message overcoming that that can I do it yes you can kind of fight through but is there is there kind of like a application of that in that shows up in day to day that people maybe feel like oh my gosh this is sending me off track but actually it's it's just part of life and and we're learning from it each time I think that there's a few things so I feel like when you set an intention what is in the way of that intention will come up so so when you set an intention to take a medicine your medicine journey begins with your intention. Yeah. It begins, and, and the medicine, you know, I had it with Cambo recently where, like, I was feeling the Cambo before I took the Cambo, days before, mm-hmm. like, the actual energy, the spirit comes to you. And, or the intention begins the journey. And usually, in my experience of manifestation, and it may not be everybody's, but my experience of manifestation is you do intention. And the intention causes that which is in the way of the intention to, to come up. Right. And sometimes we perceive that as blocks or problems or issues when actually it's 
it's the intention manifesting. It's like, okay, the first thing that needs to happen is the space needs to be, to be clear, you know, in a way, like <laughs> we were just talking cause you're going, you're flying. And we were just talking about like the hat, our, both of our houses before we travel, go into this chaos. <laughs> and, and then it's kind of like that. It's like everything needs to come out in order for it to be packed, <laughs> you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think so. There's that. Well, yeah, that 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 intention, you know, and you're right, putting it in the frame of manifestation. But I guess there's different levels of what people think about that. But there's, you know, you get more of what you think about, and when you start to think about something, it starts to appear in 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 different forms perhaps you know it's like when people say you get a red car and then all you see is red cars on the road it's that kind of like you're looking for things around that theme that journey that destination whatever it might be so you're starting the steps already and just setting the intention and seeing where that destination is that you want to move to and then all of a sudden you are on that path and things will come up and um, i i think that I think that when you set an intention that involves change, mm-hmm. what happens is you have to become part of that intention. Part of change is becoming uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, my, and, and hitting that resistance as and well. Hitting the hitting the edge, you know. In the exercise example you gave, is like people getting those injuries and and those those resistances. That's hitting the edge. Because you're about to go through your edge. And in order to go through your edge, you have to hit your edge. (laughs) You have to hit your limitations. And in a way, you know, the mountains are so big that that when you set an intention with the mountain, and especially in service and on this big level, you know, the the three mountains of this year, the first one took me to the edge of my trust. The second one took me to the edge of my faith. And now this mountain is taking me to the edge of my belief. Essentially, every bit of guidance, every bit of insight that I'm getting is saying, if you, and the guides have been saying it since the beginning of this journey, if you believe anybody that believes they're going to be there will be there. And Every bit of evidence <laughs> that I would have held on, like all I've got right now is my own belief because I don't have any actual hard and fast proof that this is happening. So, so the edge of my own ability to believe is being taken to its edge and beyond, you know? And what's happened is my nervous system has tried to take control in the way that in a trauma response and it's flooded me with like more cortisol and adrenaline than I have ever known. (laughs) Like I've been kept awake by it. And the thing is, is, is like that survival mode isn't even working. So what the mountain's doing is it's taking me beyond the edge of my own survival mode tactics. And it's like, it's not going to work. You have to believe. You you can't take control of this. You can't um, hyperactivate in this. You have to learn to believe in this. 
if you want to meet with them. (laughs) That's where your trust and faith, your previous two lessons come into play because that that's the route to believing. It's not. Yeah. I, I mean, I keep being like, I couldn't be doing this had I not been given the gift of trust and the gift of faith on a next level from those other two. So I am also seeing the pilgrimage that the Apu, which is the mountain spirits, are taking me on. And then it's like, oh, do I want a comfortable life? Maybe stop setting such big intention. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also think that, you know, life is, I feel like, in Western world, we're very addicted to comfort, mm-hmm. very into being comfortable. And I don't know if it's that good for us, really. I think that our ancestors were much better at being uncomfortable than we are. Um, you just remind me, the book that, I mean, this is um, the book that I've put in my suitcase um, to to go to Australia. And now I can't remember. Uh, now I can remember the name of it. How to get comfortable being uncomfortable? <gasps> what, what great, what great, you know, poolside reading I put in my suitcase. But that that's the book that I am. Um, I'm going to read it on the plane, and it, and it is about you know being comfortable being uncomfortable because that is how you grow. That is how you you move. And it's interesting. We we got some feedback on um previous podcast that we did around stress I think it was with Katie Mm -hmm. and someone had said that they don't believe that any any stress is good for you um and that it's it you know pressure is is good but stress isn't now I I might argue that that's semantics of a word because your body doesn't know the difference between stress pressure uh, you know anxiety the feeling and the the chemical reaction is the same it's just the label that we put on it in our you know 3d world that makes it a label but actually your body doesn't doesn't know the difference but in my feeling on that is that some stress is good for you some pressure is good for you a little bit of discomfort is actually what keeps us motivated it, it it's what to your point allows you to set those bolder intentions it's to live like that's where life force to me comes into this conversation is that that is living touching those edges occasionally being comfortable and kind of stepping into something new trying different things um and experiencing life is what keeps us all moving (laughs) keeps us exploring and as a species as a race as a you know whatever we want to call it it keeps us innovating creating and pushing boundaries. And I think that's important. Otherwise we would all just, you know, lie around all day and do nothing. And there'd be no innovation, creation or discovery or life force. I, I, I mean, change happens outside of our comfort zone. Growth happens outside of our comfort zone. I don't know if there is a difference between pressure and stress. I feel like I would need to sit with that. Um, what I do know is that and so the levels of quarters the, the, what happened to me with Egypt 
triggered something in my nervous system that was so much bigger than what was actually happening. Because at the end of the day, worst comes to worst, the trip doesn't happen, you know? Like, so my head, <laughs> my logical view was like... Story. The story yeah. attached to the situation is what caused the stress. But the the reaction in my nervous system was so much bigger than it was like my nervous system activated in a way the wound I'd been working on which was about support and my whole nervous system went into feeling unsupported and continued to feel unsupported and then was responding to that unsupport with what I would say is an extreme level of stress to the point that like, I, I was like, I can feel how, if you live in this, a heart attack is going to happen. Like I can feel that this is really bad for my body. And yet I couldn't bring myself down. Like I was trying breath work. I was trying, you know, I got a lot of tools and I, I, I couldn't bring myself down and everything about it was just re-traumatizing me. And you know, I would say that there was karma and past lives as well as childhood. It was like everything was activating. And so I do think that that being able to be outside your comfort zone is a really good thing. It's why it's partly why I'm doing the mountain project. And yet this experience has also taught me that there's a point where you're out of range that then becomes a really yeah. bad thing. Yeah. And I definitely, what was I out of range? I don't know. We'll find out. But I would say I went as close as I've ever been mm-hmm. to being out of range in terms of what was going on in my nervous system. Like it was like I could feel the blood pressure, I can feel what it was doing to my body. I I wasn't in my body. I was so high on my own survival oh, hormones. Story. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to kind of acknowledge and and, and thank you for sharing because you know we're not here as like self-help gurus that float around on a cloud all day. Like stress is <laughs> everybody and we all have had moments like I know I've had moments of of depression I've been medicated in the past I've 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 I've, you know 30 years ago now but still you know it's something that has come up my life and it's not in any way shape or form to be flippant to people that are experiencing those those moments I guess that what I take from what you said is that you were able to acknowledge that it was an edge you were also able to acknowledge it was circumstantial and that it feels like it's slightly past in that acknowledgement. And, and that's, that's the thing that, um, yeah, there's that kind of, what am I trying to say that, that for people that feel they're deeply in that, that there is no way out. And there's there's always a glimmer, there's always a door, there's always a different path, and it can feel really intense in that moment. But th- those moments pass. I think I think that I, I think you're right. I don't know if I'm out of it to be honest. 
Right. I would say that this response that has now magnified in my system, anybody listening to one of our earlier podcasts will know that I'd just done Cambo and had this whole journey of relationship. <laughs> and a lot of that, I see now that a lot of what that five-year Cambo purge of relationship, the reason I was getting stuck in those habits and those patterns with people is because of this. Because this nervous system response to being unsupported will do anything to get support back. And in fact, I believe that had I not closed that Cambo journey, I would have just paid the first guy the money. Right. And just submitted and just dealt with it because I couldn't cope with the thought of being out on my own. Couldn't cope. Like I couldn't cope with the thought, with the feeling of being unsupported, which is what this was. I closed the Cambo journey. And then, you know, in the perfect harmony of medicine and journey and intention in the universe. And then the lesson came that is also part of Egypt, but it's also part of the closing of the Campo journey. And, or the test came. And in the, in the passing of the test, or in the meeting the test, what, what's happened is I've, not gone, I can't cope with this nervous system response. I've gone, I'm not going to react from the nervous system response. And so I've had to sit with it, if that makes sense. Like I've had to like go through what the the nervous system wants me to do anything to not feel this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about, it is about the solution, but more it's about not feeling this. (laughs) And instead, I've had to feel this. And my nervous system is so used to me not feeling completely out of control, completely unsupported, that it's almost got worse rather than better. And at the same time, I've got to see that this cortisol, adrenaline, nervous system panic response might be able to fix some things, but I've also got to see that it isn't the only way, like that it doesn't work in this situation. And so there has to be another way. So it's almost like a new pathway is then having to be created inside of me because I'm sitting with it. And this is where your belief. And and so a new belief, like my belief that I can't cope with being unsafe or unsupported is now literally being reformed because even though it's felt like I can't cope, I am coping. And... So, yeah, it's like an uprooting of my nerves. That's the only way I can describe it is like my nerves 
are uprooting and it's intense and it's, yeah. And yet, I know when we were doing the Cambo episode, I I said I didn't know what the root word of participate is. So I looked it up after that episode and I was like, I love it. <laughs> so the pie roots of the word participate have two meanings and it they mean to grant and to grasp, okay. to give and to receive, which is eros, dance of sovereignty and wellness, presence. So like in order to have presence, in order to participate, you have to be giving and receiving. Yeah. And what I realized is that cortisol adrenaline nervous system response takes you out of the giving and receiving like you might be able to give you might be able to receive so you might be able to grasp in survival mode or you might be able to throw all of your energy at something but you definitely cannot do both when there's that much energy moving through you all you can do is action and like throw a load of energy out that's why our nervous system does that that's why we go into the fight or flight yeah 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 yeah. don't participate anymore do something to stop participating you can't hold that and flee at the same time and you're in you know that that freeze or flight mode. So it's not possible to to balance that or or, or no, to give and see. You, that you, ha- you you stop participating. That's yeah. what I realized. This nervous system response does. And that's why it comes from trauma. Because when you are in a traumatic experience as a child, or even as an adult. Sometimes you need to not participate. You know, sometimes if you continue to participate, you're going to put yourself at even more risk, die, you know, like terrible, terrible things. And so this is a response to not participate. Mm -hmm. It's just. It's a preservation. Yeah, it's a preservation. It's just when that's then happening with something that you have an intention to participate with, <laughs> like cyanide or the crazy exercise thing, or, you know, like anything crazy out of the comfort zone, and you're trying to participate with it, this part of you that doesn't want to participate kicks off and you essentially create your own resistance. You manifest your own resistance. and. And the thing is, is like, if you want to participate with this stuff, that nervous system response isn't going to work. It's going to stop you. Yeah. Um, Because in the case of this journey, in the case of anything outside of your comfort zone, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you are granting and grasping, if you are able to receive and give in in process doing one isn't going to work 
and your life terms that that could be things you know like if, if someone's in a situation that feels like out of control that is asking for help as well as trying to fix all the problems it's absolutely making a bit of accountability for your own actions as well as support from others and this you start to understand where that balance of reaction and proactivity comes into what is effectively I guess you know problem solving moments and it's been able to kind of see both both sides we can't do everything ourselves and it's okay to ask for help and allow others in in some of those moments of stress and and also and this is in terms of of life force energy is you know when you when you're trying to not partake or not participate throwing so much of your life force energy out it's like what you stop participating in is the rhythm of life force energy which is to grant and to grasp is to mm-hmm. give and to receive and so it's like you're pulling yourself out of that rhythm and you're throwing so much life force energy out <laughs> You know, when you go into that mode of like somebody's trying to help you and you're like, no, <laughs> or you're refusing, you're refusing the participation. But even internally into yourself as well, it's like not yeah. believing, resisting, mm-hmm. resisting positive thoughts sometime or resisting a new way of thinking. There, there, There's that internal participation give and take almost as well. That's what comes up when you say that around the allowing for that change of thought around around belief around trust that mm-hmm. that requires a little bit of yin and yang a little bit of give and take as well yeah and you know in terms of trust and faith which you so wisely pointed out a, a part of this a part of the belief trust is really how we receive like from what the mountains taught me <laughs> trust is our ability to be comfortable when we are uncomfortable. It's our ability to receive now. It's connected to having our needs met now, even when you're being uncomfortable. If your needs aren't met, like me stopping drinking water, <laughs> stopping eating because I'm so stressed, then you're going to like reduce your trust levels. Well, didn't then- you, you, you once also shared that stress is when you really you know, want something or have an intention around something, but you don't trust it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's all kind of connected. It, or it's, 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 it's how yeah. your body responds stress to is, trust. Stress is loving without trust. Yeah. And you know, that's what I did. I went into no trust. I, I loved the journey and I didn't supply myself. And then faith is, uh, so trust is about now, faith is about the future mm-hmm. and about your relationship with the the future. It's actually really interesting because from a shadow work point of view, trust comes from the mother and the mother wound. It's about contact love. It's about, you know, the mother teaches you the love that is now, that you feel the mother's love when you're a baby. You feel the you're in arms 
you're in you're in womb you have breast in your mouth it's very contact based love and so our our trust patterns tend to come from our mother story and our mother wind and then faith our father's love is not contact love in terms of you know compared to the mother there's far less physical contact mm-hmm. with the father and so our father wind tends to teach us our relationship with faith or form our faith about the love that we believe in, that we don't have evidence of, that we don't have contact proof of. And faith in many ways is about action. It's about moving into that, that unknown, moving into the, the edge, you know, faith is what takes us into the edge essentially. And, to to grant to grant is that trust so so to grant is to let somebody hold you let somebody let life nurture you let let your needs be provided for and and Sorry, I've said that the wrong way around. To grasp is to let all of that happen. So to to receive is to let all of those needs be provided for, to grasp. Mm. To grasp what's there in the moment, the mother's love, Mother Earth's love, receive your needs. And then to grant is that because the the moving into the the liminal space, the moving into the the moving through the edge requires action. And 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 so that's the granting and that's the ability to to move with faith into the, the unknown, into it, it's the outbreath, it's the being able to give in and surrender in to to there's, there's this beautiful understanding of the grant in in terms of the father wind. It's like um, when we move through our edge in exercise, we create faith. We create every time we move through our edge, we connect to God essentially because we don't connect to anything else. We just connect to something greater than our our own limitations you know so we supercharge our source force and 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 so we're in that state of being granted and granting and you need both of these operating to participate and when we're in the cortisol, adrenaline, hyper-stress, non-participating response, I believe that only one of them is operating. So it's like putting all of your eggs in one basket. It's like either I'm going to action this, like I am going to grunt and grunt and grunt and work and work and work and pummel this to make it work. Or... I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to go into freeze and I'm going to expect the universe to make it work. And I'm going to take all of the energy out of it without any granting it. Does that make sense? It's like, I'm going to like suck all of the energy. 
Yeah, it does. And I think, um, you know, a reflection on that is, you know, if someone finds himself in this situation and obviously you're, you're, you're in this now, but it, it, it feels and sounds like to me something that I talk about quite a lot. So those, just those like micro moments. So, you know, a little bit, it's not to say if you feel like you're, you're, you're one or the other, then you have to go a hundred miles an hour down the other track and then a hundred miles an hour down, you know, and you're flip-flopping. It's just little moments of action, little moments of reflection. Mm. a little bit more action a little bit of like how did that feel I'm just going to sit for a minute and 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 use a little bit tap into a little bit of intuition about where to go next and it doesn't have to be that you have to course correct so much that you're just constantly swinging between the two that that is not soothing the system that's not perhaps creating positive action that's literally just zigzagging you're not moving forward in that instance so it's it's those micro moments it's those tiny little steps you don't have to change everything and have everything fixed in an instant it's it's just a tiny little course corrects that can make all the difference but over time and consistently they add up to those real feelings of change those moments of progress a continuation of belief a little bit more faith and they all kind of just add up. It's so it's, it's small, consistent over time, gentle tread softly kind of moments that make the difference. It, I am so glad you said that because I was like, I don't know how to bring, you know, so much energy went through my, my nervous system. This went yes. so far and like, it's taken me a week over a week to like, feel like back in my body and feel like, and I'm still not fully out of it. Like I can still feel the charge Mm -hmm. and um one of the things I I thought when I was like how do I solve this and everybody was like you need to breathe and I was like I know how to breathe and it's not working I was like I need a moment pebble why haven't I got a moment pebble (laughs) because I could kind of understand that like the only way out of this was small steps like anything you know, anything too big was just going to swing me, like you say, in the other direction. It was like I needed to have these uh, very minuscule ways back down because at that point, anything too big was just going to reactivate a swing in, you know? And so it was like I really needed to like just slowly, 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 not like, push myself back into my body but like slowly 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 bring myself back into center and and I think that's because swinging doesn't so so swinging is just going to create more swinging you know it's just going to add send yeah. you the, the pendulum is going and the momentum yeah. is going forcefully then it's difficult to to truly course correct because you are just yeah, because you you put energy at your responses to try and put then loads of energy into that and then you're just adding to the swing in the other direction and I think that that's why this root word of participate is so meaningful to me because what I understand is that you need to be giving and receiving granting and grasping simultaneously not one or the other Maybe within a breath cycle, you yeah. know, maybe within. You've got to within, breathe out, <laughs> breathe in, vice versa, you know, maybe even just a reflection on that is yeah. something that can help people in those moments. That is a giving and receiving. Just mm-hmm. really sit and just focus on in and out. Mm-hmm. 
It's a really simple technique. And I know it it sounds annoying because it's so simple. But you know what? (laughs) It works. Yeah. It really does. It really does. Um, so I think I think let's take a maybe we just take a quick for today. (laughs) And that simple message of, you know, tread tread lightly little and often just check in with that 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 breath and you know maybe next time we check in Karila we can get some more wisdom and insight from you on how it's felt to go through this very stressful stressful time um but I'm sure everybody appreciates you you sharing that because we all all have these moments that is the life force that that challenge us and runs through us and you know, I, I really appreciate you you sharing that with us today. Is there anything you. you want to say to kinda to kinda close? I'll just say that I hope that I think we are learning as a human race to get better at being outside of our comfort zone. But if you are going through this, it means you are in a state of growth. Mm-hmm. You know, even if your system isn't handling that growth very well or is using old techniques to handle the growth, you are in a state of growth. You are in a moment of evolution and your intention is is working out what is in your way of that growth and that big dream and that... Um, vision of what's next and actually to close that can feel exciting as well yeah and excitement and anxiety (laughs) are so closely connected as feelings in our body that you know maybe the story that we tell ourselves is that there is growth coming and actually that that can feel exciting and positive so um thank you Again today, Krilla, for a lovely discussion. Thank and you, and I'm, I will see I'm you soon. a moment. <laughs> I know where you can get. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, thank, you, thank you so much, everybody. And um, you know, we we have our social channels. Come and follow us on um, Instagram. Um, and if there is anything that comes up from any of the episodes, you know, do do reach out to us and share. Um, we are here for you as a community as well as a podcast. So um, find us on May the Life Force Be With You on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again, everybody. May the Life Force Be With You. We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. <laughs> and may the life force be with all of us. Mm-hmm.